Hello and welcome back to the Morale Project. I am your host, Senior Master Sergeant Cynthia Limoges, Human Resource Advisor for the Rhode Island Air National Guard, or also your Diverse and Inclusive Practitioner. So today's topic is really interesting. It's just about diversity and inclusion. And so I always like to start off in my, with my point of view when coming, when coming to any training course about diversity and inclusion is when I talk about diversity, I don't just talk about our cultural backgrounds. You know, I, I like to be inclusive of all of the experiences that we have, that we bring to the table on a human level. That includes our personal experiences, educational level, so forth and so on. So introducing our special guest today, Staff Sergeant KJ Wong and Senior Airman Kenneth Diaz. So welcome you two. Thank you, thank you. Um, I'd like to start off with Staff Sergeant Wong. How about you tell us a little bit about you? Um, I have a long journey to come over here, um, represent uh, diversity in this podcast. Um, my military history started back in 2004. Um, joining the military is my family legacy. And um, as my father did, I joined an RTC cadet back in 2004, and I spent two years training in, the, um, in my college area. Um, and I commissioned 2004, uh, 2007 as a fir uh, first, second lieutenant, and I spent two and a half years in the Korean Army as an officer. And I was a company commander in my, my uh, station, and I had a 65 soldiers under my command. That was awesome experience to the 25 years old <laughs> man. And there's very tough duty to take that big responsibility as a military personnel. And uh, I finished my duty and I, come, I, I came to the United States 2009. Um, I started as an international student to finish my master's degree. And after I finished my degree, I tried to settle down in the United States and start my new chapter of my life. And I thought about it, a lot of the job fields and how I gonna have my professional career after finish my degree. And I thought about a lot of different occupation, but um, I tried, I wanted to be accepted to the community and I trying to find the right thing to do as a member of this community and to get ultimate respect from the others and from my family as well. And there's a few options, like police officer, firefighter, and military personnel. And these, these two options are really um, different from my background and education. And I did military person once, so I joined the National Guard to have military career, career at the same time I can keep my personal life on the side. So I joined the National Guard as an artilleryman, and I spent seven years as an artilleryman uh, in one, one, one third, and I transferred to the Air Force two years ago. Um, and that's pretty much it. Wow, so that is amazing. So you bring 
a wealth of knowledge and experience, not only from a different branch within the United States, but also from South Korea, correct? Yes. South Korea. Wow, that is really awesome. When it comes to your training here, what were the differences like here in the United States and from Korea, if you found any? First of all, the military bearing is slightly different. Uh, In the Korean army, we salute every higher ranker, inside and outside. So indoor, we normally just acknowledge each other's, hey, how's it going? But in the Korean army, you have to salute every time you see a senior ranker. Does it all get tired? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but I was, I was an officer, so I don't really salute much. But the lower enlistment men, like, yeah. they, they had to salute 100 times a day. Wow. So, yeah, that is really different interesting. Different yeah. uh, And the training was also different. And here, NCO taking charge in the training and run the operations. But back in the Korean Army, officers do the training as well. So not only discuss the tactics and strategy. Mm-hmm. They actually execute the plan and execute the training uh, segment too. So I was lucky to have that opportunity to you know, deliver the training to the young soldiers and try to be a mentor to them. It was a tough job because 25 years old man is not really um, knowledge enough to give somebody like that. Mm-hmm. So. That was a great opportunity. Do you find yourself mentoring some of our folks here in, in the Air National Guard? Yeah, I, I, yeah, that was very um, unique experience too. When I went to the basic training, I was get trained with a 17 years old. Wow. Young kids <laughs> fresh out of high school. Yeah. That was a very tough transition to me because I have to hang out with them, you know, as a, <laughs> I was a 20, 29 already. So there's an age difference and culture difference, but I try to be the same, you know, um, trainee with them. But I, like you said, I try to be a mentor because I have a little more experience. (laughs) A lot more experience, I think (laughs) it's fair to say, right? Yeah, wow, well thank you. And you know, these stories are so powerful when our goal in our military is to create that connection with one another so i am so grateful you're here to join us i'm grateful that you've decided to join our team whether army or air it's an honor to have you here so we have senior airman kenneth diaz here yes so yes. let's hear it what do you i hear you have this amazing story and i'm honored to have you here <laughs> as well well thank you so much for having me uh yeah um so i was born in puerto rico the beautiful island of puerto rico um, I was raised there till about six years old, um, came to the States, and that's where life began for me, um, especially the cold, right? <laughs> it's completely different. Um, but, you know, as, as I grew, I, I, the, the passion for the military also grew. Um, seeing, you know, my mom, uh, her partner for, for a very long time was Mexican, right? So him not having the same opportunities that I had, due to citizenship or whatever it may be, um, opened up my, my eyes to say, wow, I, I have this very accessible to me. I wanna make sure that I take advantage of, of things like that, right? Um, so I, you know, I grew up watching the, the military movies. I grew up watching the, 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 the shows and, 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 and the videos, 
Um, and again, it, it, the passion just continued to grow. Uh, my grandfather also served in, in the, the Vietnam um, and my father not having also the opportunity because of things that he had done in his past, you know, belonged to, to gang and, and in and out of jail. Um, he was a phenomenal father. It's just when he was younger, decisions that he made, but he always um, guided me to the right path and always said, hey, you need to join the military. This is going to be a, a great opportunity for you. Um, you know, you're young and you're, you don't really pay attention to it, but you start realizing, man, this, this could be a, a great opportunity for me. Um, and then also, you know, college was another, another thing that they, they kept on pushing because they didn't have the opportunity to do that, that for themselves, you know, both, both of my parents. Um, so the time came and, and it was time for me to make it happen. Um, I ended up graduating high school, tried to join the military. It was difficult for me because of the language barrier. Um, so I went to college, I went to New England Tech, and I studied video and audio production. Once I got my degree, I said, I feel a little bit smarter, right? I went to college, and, uh, and I decided to try it again. Um, and it was a difficult path, and I, and I remember I, I couldn't pass the ASVAB. It was, I was just not good at math. Um, I know what two plus two is now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was just difficult to pass it because of the language barrier that I had. Um, and so I, I, I dedicated myself and I studied and I studied, but I remember just not passing it and, and, and going home and crying. And I used to tell my, my father and my, and my grandfather and my mom, I don't think that I can do this. You guys are expecting too much of me. Um, and they would encourage me and tell me, look, you have another chance, do it again, keep doing it, we'll help you study this and that. And back then, I, I, I saw it as an annoying thing, like, leave me alone, I just, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, now I understand, you know, the, the impact that that was in my life for them mm -hmm. to continue to push me. Uh, because they, I, they knew where they came from, and they knew what I could be and where uh, I didn't need to be, right? Um, and so... I ended up passing the ASVAB and then another hurdle. I had some medical things that um, they disqualified me for acne, teenage acne, oh, wow. <laughs> which was to me ridiculous because everybody goes through that, right? Um, but that was that was like, man, I just I couldn't understand why everything was holding me back. And you know, finally, uh, Sergeant Reyes, uh, you know, fought for me. Uh, senior now, Senior Master Sergeant Reyes. Uh, and she fought and fought and fought and, and encouraged me and with the motivation of my family, I, I finally made my dream come true, right? Mm -hmm. And I was able to make my parents proud, which was making me in return very happy because um, I always strive to, to make them proud. And one of the things that I learned from that, that it wasn't why was it happening, but, but the, the, the reasoning behind it, right? Or, or why is this happening to me? Um, I started seeing it as more like yeah, why is this happening to me? What can I learn from this? What, what can I take from this? And what I took was that uh, it made me stronger, it made me persistent, it made me tackle what I wanted, and now I can apply that in anything I want, right? Mm -hmm. I can say, look, I, I was denied five times to join the world's greatest Air Force, but here I am. So uh, I, that's the lesson that I took from that. Um, and, and funny enough, at that time that I wanted to join, there was no bonus, but that that when it ended up happening, there was a bonus for the job that I was going into, and it just, it worked out. I was like, well, if I would have joined back then, I would have gotten a bonus, right? <laughs> and that's kind of how I, how I saw it. Yeah. Um, 
And, and here we are, yeah, seven years later and, and still serving. I just re-enlisted a few months ago for another six. Woohoo! So. Congratulations thank with you, that. Thank yeah. you. That's awesome. So and a unique thing about that I'd like to mention about Senior Diaz is he is a producer and a singer and songwriter. Yes. So yes. he, I just learned this recently <laughs> yes. over a drill. I think it was Christmas drill. Drill, yes. Where he creates his own music. And so I was quite impressed. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, and this um, a little opportunity came your way even in the military. Am I yes. correct in saying yes. that? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. That's what's great about the Air National Guard is that it's on a part-time basis. So it allows you, like Sergeant Huang uh, mentioned, that it, it allow him to focus on his career and his family. Right. So that is the same thing for me. It allowed me to focus on things that I wanted to do while I established myself as a professional. Um, and so, I, I, like I mentioned uh, before, I, I did go to school for video and audio production, um, and I had a passion for that. I had a passion for movies and how they were filmed, the, the music behind it, the scoring, um, that I had a phenomenal passion for it. So I started creating music on my own, you know? I grew up in church and I started doing that. Um, and, and eventually it just turned into, man, I, this, this, is, this is good. I, I like it for how it makes me feel. Um, a, a phenomenal story. Um, one of our, uh, one of the members here, and and um, you know that that I know, they're no longer in. But at that time, I had come out with a song. This is a few years ago, uh, called "Hold On," and it was interesting because that song spoke about just holding on to whatever it may be, hold on to life, and keep pushing and keep keep fighting for what you want. Um, you know. Uh, Whatever stress you're going to, whatever, whatever, whatever's happening in your mental health, just keep pushing, right? And I remember getting a call from this member, um, and they were like, "You saved my life with this song." Wow! And that was like, man, and I was in tears because I said, "I can't believe that that something that makes me feel like that um, made somebody else feel um, the same way and and potentially saved their lives, you know, and whatever they were going through." And yeah, but yeah, that's 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 the music that's so and, awesome. and the opportunities that I that I've been able to take on because of uh, the music and doing it part time from the military. It's it's that's just so great. great. Yeah. It's it's always great to hear these success stories. And um, Sergeant Wong, let us. What do you do now in the Rhode Island Air National Guard? I'm at the 282nd, and I I'm the infrastructure shop. Mm -hmm. So I establish and support switches and routers, and build a network infrastructure to support and provide a network access to our, our end users. That is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And then on the civilian side, we kind of had a little talk, a conversation before you work with the NBTA. <laughs> so Transport Transportation Authority in um, Boston area. I'm the project manager of the procurement department. I oversee all the inventory transactions and compliance and um, the vendor's performance and evaluating uh, their performance based on the KPIs. So I do pretty much um, is act, um, working like a project manager. Yeah, nice. oh my gosh. So your master's degree is in project management. In project management, right? yeah. nice. That is so awesome. and. I have to ask this, what, is the, what differences do you feel being a former commander to now being enlisted? Very different, Yeah. but um, the core values is the same. 
we serve the country as a military personnel and we deliver the diversity and different background to build up our ultimate goal, which is greater good. Yeah. And as an officer, you, ha you take ultimate responsibility for everything. But uh, as an enlistman soldier, you have a, you played a role in a very specific area and deliver the valley to the team as a team member. And also, at the same time, you have to be a good team leader. Yeah. So the core value is the same, I think. Well, that's absolutely great to know. And so, you know, just, again, just re visiting the whole concept of diversity and inclusiveness. I mean, these are some things that are so important in our military now. And I always try to emphasize how it makes us, it allows us to have that connection together, not just culturally, right? But our cultural differences, but appreciating where you come from, your life experiences, what you bring to the table, real and raw. Like, I love to hear that real and raw. Sergeant Wong, you so do you are you married? Do you have a family? I have a wife and two kids. How old are your kids? Um, my son is eight years old and my daughter is six years old. Oh, that's so sweet. And are is your wife from South Korea as well or you met her here? Um she's a first generation immigrant, so she came here as a teenager and she grew up in Wickfield, Massachusetts. Oh, wow. And she's from South Korea as well? Yes. Oh, wow. That's really cool. What about you, Sergeant Diaz? Or Airman Diaz, excuse Airman. me. I just <laughs> Thanks for that's the promotion. That's great. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm married, my wife, Ashley. Um, and, and we have what I consider a child, a husky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, she's almost three. And uh, yeah, yeah, we're very happy. That is so awesome that you're both family-oriented. And I'm sure your family's appreciate you and everything that you do. Absolutely. We always talk about how DNI is so important to our organization and I still find that there's some folks out there that struggle with how important it is when it comes to contributing within our unit. Sergeant Wong, can you talk about something that you were able to bring to our organization that you feel contributed? In my shop, I have many uh, young individuals so they kind of lost what they have to do and how they build their career, you know, inside the military or outside of military. So I, I can bring the value that I can be the mentor to them and give them the guidance based on my own experience. It could be um, just, just because I'm older than them or ha I have more experience, I'm not always right. So I can also learn something from them but to to know that we have to talk to each other and still engage inside and outside the military so i want to see more opportunity outside of uniform so after the drill so once one weekend a month is not enough to connect yeah. so we can always connect each other uh, after the drill or the, between the drills, we can have always hang out each other and help help each other out. Yeah. So that I want to be that guy, uh, a sounding board to them and you know, yeah. give them the little wisdom that I have. Wow, that's those are awesome. really great recommendations mm -hmm. and uh, a lot to bring to the table for sure. 
So I hope gotcha. to hear some success stories, right? Some success stories. Sergeant, or I keep calling you Sergeant I'll Diaz. take the promotion. Right, right? I think it's like calling it as it should be. Uh, Senior Airman Diaz. Yes. Tell us. Yeah, so for me, I think, you know, how I mentioned, you know, the language was a, that was, it was a barrier, right? Um, and, it, and it prevented me from being able to do what I wanted to an extent, right? Because I, I did what I, what I wanted to do regardless of that. But not only, you know, did I not let it stop me, but I was able to bring it in and utilize it as a tool to uh, maybe help Right? Being in recruiting, I've been able to help uh, parents understand that might not speak the, the English language. Uh, they speak Spanish and I help understand why this is such a benefit for uh, their, their, you know, their child. Um, or for instance, you know, when, when we were at the peak of COVID and a message needed to be sent out to the state, PA reached out, uh, Sergeant Venuti reached out and they said, you know, hey, can you help us, help us with, with this? And I said, absolutely, you know, um, and, and, and we were able to get the message to thousands of people who, who don't understand English and, and potentially, you know, they were able to get the proper information and save somebody's life or whatever it may be. And I think that that, um, and, and it's not to say, hey, this is what I did, but it's more of like, this is what diversity can do, right, uh, in, in an organization. Um, and yeah, so that's that's that my take on it. That is awesome. And a shout out to all of our servicemen and women that were out there during the peak of COVID. Absolutely. Different languages. We had Portuguese. Mm -hmm. We had we had all these different languages out there. So shout out to all of you and your awesome work. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in. This is Senior Master Sergeant Cynthia Limoges, your host. I hope you tune in next time to the Morale Project. And here is Senior Airman Diaz with his hit hold on the morale project